There is so much unpredictability in today's financial world. To successfully retire in that environment, it's so important to get on track and stay there. And that's why Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management bring you the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast. And joining them today to help keep you on the right path, here's Peter St. James. So today, we have four tips for pre-retirement prep. Four, just four. Just four today. I like this. I, yeah. I, I can do this. All right. Hit me. What do we got? Get your budget in order. Ooh. Get your spending <laughs> in order. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a little more difficult. All right. Now, and, what do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, solidify my budget in advance. Know what it is. Know how much you're spending and where you're spending it. How much is your mortgage if you have a mortgage? If you do have the mortgage, when's it going to be paid off? Right? What is your heat? What's your electricity? What's your insurance? What's your fuel? What are your car registrations? What are your taxes? I want my dry cleaner bills. How about my stop to the uh, uh, picking up my coffee in the morning at the yeah. drive through Yeah, all that. Going, all, that, all that. Going to dinner if oh, you want. Yeah. Uh, fishing trips. But but again, this is what you're saying. Put a budget, you're putting all these. And anytime money goes out. One of the first things we do when somebody walks in the door and, we, and we're asked to put together a plan for them, mm-hmm. I, I can't put together a plan. Unless I understand what the spending is. Makes sense. How much is going out the door? If you spend $100,000 a year versus fifty, that's a big difference. It's a big difference. So we ask everybody to complete an expense worksheet, <laughs> right? It's split between the non-discretionary, which are those things such as taxes, sure. heat, electricity, and then your discretionary. I'm not sure if a fishing trip is discretionary or compulsory, but... We'll debate that one. Oh, yeah. Um, but the Starbucks, going to dinner, sure. movies, hobbies, whatever it might be. The reason you want to split those is because what happens if there's a big economic decline? Okay. What happens if we see high inflation? What happens if there's when we, money is lost in the investment portfolios? Then I don't go to the dry cleaners and I don't go to the drive through coffee place. Exactly. But okay. understanding where you're going to be cutting, ah. understanding where your money's going. Got it. Is very helpful. Is it eye-opening when you have some spouses coming in and they fill out the form, and one of the spouses is looking at the other one, putting down dot line after line after line after line, going, "Say what? What? Whoa, whoa! Where's this money? Are you doing what?" Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, I mean it, it is what it is. You know what I find? Yes, that happens, right? Mm. You're spending you how much is golf, <laughs> uh, or you know whatever it might be. Sure. Typically, what I find is that couples are, are mostly on the same page with things like that. It's when they get to the, well, dining out. Yeah, you know, we go out a couple times a week. Every week? Yeah, every week during the year. How much is that? 150, 100, 150 per night. Did you do the math on that one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that you, you doesn't maybe doesn't feel it uh, on a weekly basis. But when you add that up. Mm-hmm. You know, $100 a week over 52 weeks is 5200 bucks, right? If you yeah. go out twice, it's $10,000. Um, that's typically where people are shocked. Well, um, uh, take a look at skiing. You know, mom, dad, take a couple of kids. You're going up to a ski resort, picking up tickets and meals. You do that, uh, you know, uh, two two or three weekends a month. Ching, yeah. ching, ching. Yeah, that's a, um, 
As a skier, I understand that completely. (laughs) It's not. It's it's horrible. But anyway, but you're right. right, You add those when you scope it together. All of a sudden, when you compress it, Mm -hmm. it's like wow, it adds up. Yep, yep. And so, what the reason you want to do this, Peter, is that if you want to understand how much you're going to be spending in retirement, Mm -hmm. we have to forecast this. But you got to create the baseline. Got it. All right. And that's why I asked. Okay. Well, you have a mortgage. When's that going to be paid off? You have a car payment. Yeah. Okay. Well, how old your car? How old do you typically keep a car? What What do you like to drive? Are we replacing a Kia or are we replacing a Mercedes, you know, uh, 10 years down the road? Um, so you have to under- get that baseline and then forecast into the future to the extent we can mm-hmm. what those expenses look like. We know that early on in retirement, there's going to be pretty robust spending. Early on in retirement, every day is a Saturday. Mm-hmm. We're golfing, we're traveling, we're going to dinner, we're seeing friends, we're spending a lot of money. And then, you know, we start to slow down a little bit and expenses, those types of expenses start to fall away. But then later on in retirement, these are the go-go years, slow-go years, and no-go years, by the way. When we get to the no-go years, you know, when we're in our 80s, then, you know, the the fun stuff typically really starts to decline. You want to see me come to my house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got it. But what do you okay. think we see more of in our 80s? Health expenses, medical Ouch, expenses, yeah. right? Long-term So care, if you think about or, expenses yeah. as a, a smile, if you will, they start high, overall expenses, they start high early in retirement. They go down as you get towards 80, and mm-hmm. then when you get above 80, they start to increase again. But it's these are different expenses. They're fun expenses at the beginning, yeah. medical expenses yeah. at the far side. Wow. But understanding those um, before you retire – it is super important. It will also help you understand how much you need to have saved. You know you're going to need $40,000 in withdrawals from your savings. It tells you how much you're going to have to have saved. Okay. I like it. All yep. right. So that's uh, taking care of your budget in advance. And uh, kind of along the same uh, the same path, understanding the sources of income that are available, something that you have preached um, quite a bit on. Uh, the, the, the three-legged stools and, you know, that that whole thing. I love that you remember that. Oh, I do. I, I thought it was great. The three-legged stool of retirement income. Yep. Social Security. Yep. That's there for 95% of us. Um, the second leg are pensions. Mm-hmm. That's there for about 10% of us. And then our own personal savings. That could be um, in your IRA, your 401k, or, or your bank account. Um, but those are the three sources of income in retirement that create stability. Um most people don't have pensions, yep. and so that creates a complication in securing that uh, that income in retirement. But understanding where you need to take money from in retirement is is really critical. Understanding critical, understanding what is going to be available for you. Now, many people have a IRA and a Roth. Sure, you need to understand how you want to take the money out of those. Which one comes first? Do you take the Roth first or the IRA first? Um, excuse me. How much are you going to be taking out? And then, um, of course, when you hit age 73, you're going to be forced to take money out of your IRA, so maybe those income things with your sure. RMD, right. uh, and then things uh, shift from there. So, so w- which one do I take first, the the Roth or the traditional IRA? Which one do I tap first? I don't know your situation specifically. Okay, but it's, it's specific. It's situational specific. It, it, is, it is because okay. your IRA is going to be fully taxable. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Right? So if you take that now because your Social Security is maybe small, or maybe you're not taking Social Security yet, you're taking your money out of your IRA and your income is not that high, so you're going to be in a lower rate. 
Or if maybe you've got the pension going and your Social Security going, and then, you know, you still need to take money out of your savings, maybe the Roth is appropriate in order to keep you from going into a higher tax bracket. Got it. Okay. So it, there's no there's no one's answer wow. uh, for everybody, right? Um, let's get back to that three-legged stool yeah. for a second. What we like to see is guaranteed sources of income in retirement. Social Security is guaranteed. Your pension is guaranteed. Uh, unfortunately, your savings is not guaranteed. You're taking money out of an account right. whose value is going up and down. So sometimes what we'll do, if it's appropriate, and it's not appropriate for everybody, is you create your own personal pension, right? You take some of that money and you put it into an annuity, annuity. right? Okay. An annuity that has the potential to pay you a predictable source of income in retirement. What's really nice about this is you'll never outlive it. It'll be there till the day you die. Mm-hmm. And it gives you some peace of mind. You don't have to worry about what the markets are going to do because you're going to have, um, if the markets do poorly, you might not be able to take as much money out of your retirement savings. True. Right? But if you have, if you don't have to worry about that because you have a pension, I'm sorry, an annuity giving you that in, that source of income, you can kind of, you don't want to forget about it, but you don't have to worry about what the market's doing any given day or any given month. But I'm still going to have to pay taxes on, if, if I take 40000 out of my IRA right. to buy an annuity. Yeah. I have to pay the taxes when I take it out. No. Okay, I can convert yes. to a, a you'll variable create an annuity. annuity. Yes, okay. you'll have an annuity that's okay. in an IRA structure. Okay. Right, so you won't pay a tax on that transfer from your like your IRA investment account over to the annuity. That is not taxable. Okay. Once you start taking money out of that annuity, it becomes taxable. Sure. Because you haven't paid taxes on it yet. Right. Okay. How, how many years before I can tap an annuity? Well, some of them are immediate. Okay. Uh, typically, the longer you wait, the better it works for you. The longer it wait, the more opportunity it has to grow in value. Mm-hmm. And the longer you wait, typically the higher a percent of that value they will pay you uh, over time. Let's say at age 60, they're going to pay you, I don't know, 5%. Right. And it's $100,000. And then, But at age 65, maybe it's grown to 120, and now they're going to pay you 5.5%. So you're getting a bigger percent of a bigger number. Sure. So the longer you wait, the better it is. The reason they pay you more the longer you wait is because you're typically going to live less. Than, <laughs> you, you, the time between now and death is shorter. Yeah, uh, well, so yeah. So they'll pay you more. Okay, but again, we've talked about that, that that you know people are afraid uh, we're living longer. People are afraid they're going to um, uh, outlast their money. So it would make sense to set up a structure like a variable, uh, an annuity. An annuity, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really would because we're you know like you said we're living a lot longer yeah. and their whole retirement structure yeah. was not created to pay somebody or to help somebody live forty years in retirement and we're seeing that you know if you retire at sixty you know you might see a hundred you know there really are so many moving parts to this you there, know and, and you and I have been doing this a long time and and I'm still marveling at there is no one specific answer. Uh, the three-legged stool, but then you're talking annuities, you're talking long-term health care, mm-hmm. you're talking Social Security, blah, 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 blah. All of these things are in motion, and it's like, wow, how do you, how do you as a fiduciary, uh, for me, manage to tie it down and plot a course that's beneficial for me? It takes years of experience, Yeah, right? It really does. It takes years of seeing everybody has their own unique issues, but oftentimes they're very similar. And so it's understanding what the issues are and understanding what tools are available to help resolve those issues or minimize those risks. Um, you know, 
and Steve and I work together, right? We, yeah. we, we, we share, we pick each other's brains um, when, when helping clients develop their plans. So it's a team approach. It's understanding what's available. It's understanding what the risks are. And it's having done it for years, uh, which I think is helpful. Wow. One other thing we should t- mention, too, yes. when you look at your retirement income, there's something called IRMA, I-R-M-A-A. If you make too much money, between your Social Security and your pension and the money taking out of your RMDs or any other income you might have, if it exceeds certain thresholds, mm-hmm. you could pay a lot more on your Medicare deductibles. They're currently about 170 per person. Mm-hmm. If you exceed certain thresholds, I mean, that can go up several hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, that's typically faced with folks very early in retirement. Irma looks back two years. So okay. let's say you're coming off a job that paid you $200,000 a year, and then boom, you retire, and your income goes to zero. They're going to look at your Medicare deductible from what your income was two years prior. You can write to the government, <laughs> the uh, Social Security Administration, and request uh, a waiver or that they reconsider that, and sometimes they will. Um, but if they don't, you're going to be stuck paying a higher premium for a year or two. Wow. Yeah. So your advisor can you know, alert you to that uh, and help manage – where you're pulling your quote unquote income from in retirement. Mm. Uh, planning for tax bills. Yeah. Another fascinating scenario. Wow. A good rule of thumb is to have 20 to 25% of your total withdrawal amount withheld for federal taxes. I think so. Really? I think so. Um, again, you haven't paid money with the exception of your Roth. Right and a taxable account, which is a, like a brokerage account that you've already paid taxes on. Um, if you're taking money out of an IRA or a 401k or a 403b or 457, right. you haven't paid taxes on them yet, and you will be paying taxes on every single cent you take out. Now, when you take that out, at the end of the year, when you file your 1040, you're going to put how much money you took out of your IRA. Mm-hmm. You're going to put how much your pension is. Mm-hmm. You're going to put how much your Social Security is. Right. You're going to put your 1099s. Those are dividends and interest. You're going to put in whatever long-term capital gains you may have had. You're going to put all this stuff in there to determine what your taxable income is. Okay. okay? You could very con- Even if you're only taking $10,000 out of your, let's say, your IRA, when you add those other things together, you could very easily get bumped up into a 20% tax bracket or 25 So take the money out now, have it withheld on those withdrawals, and then at the end of the year, hopefully you're covered. Maybe get a little bit back. I wouldn't put so much in you where you're going to get a lot back. That's yeah. a free loan to the government. Yeah. Um, try to, and this will become easier, um, I think, certainly in retirement as you go from year to year. You get a, you can fine-tune these things. But 20 to 25% uh, withholding is, is a good number. Mm. <laughs> okay. And the other thing we've talked about, um, unless you're incredibly lucky, and you have uh, the AAA genetics family line, um, your health care costs are probably going to increase significantly uh, in retirement. So you need to get on it before you retire. You do. You have to understand that in retirement, if you retire at 63, you may feel great. You may feel on top of the world. However, comma. <laughs> <laughs> Once you start grunting from you getting out of the chair, yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> that's a sign of things to come. Yeah, um, you know, listen. We, as you get older, you just there's more healthcare costs uh, involved, so it's really important to try to plan in advance. Some of the things you can do as a health savings account, 
if you have a high deductible plan now while you're working or mm-hmm. before you retired, you can put money into that health savings account, which is a it's like a, it's a triple tax advantaged account. Uh, it goes in tax free, it grows tax free, and it comes out tax free. Okay. Not bad. No, right? That's not bad at all. You can use that to help pay for your um, your your healthcare costs um, in retirement. Um, Medicare does a fairly good job. You know, at sixty five, we all are eligible for Medicare. Premiums uh, are about one hundred and seventy bucks a month uh, right now. That changes a little bit every year, but it's it's a good program, actually. As much as people complain about it, it's not a bad program. All right, understand um, you're, you're going to get Part A automatically. Part B is what you're going to be paying for, uh, and then there's Part C and there's Part D. You might need those; those cost more. You can sit with a Medicare specialist, and they will help you understand which you need. Um, and then you know maybe you buy extra health insurance on top of it because you might not you might need it. You know, yeah. Once you sit with the specialist and they understand your your situation, um, they can help you with that. And Part D is really important too. There's a lot of Part D covers drugs. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, Thank you. And um, you're going to sit down before you buy your Part D plan, and you you get your list of medicines. Mm-hmm. Right, I need the blood pressure, the cholesterol, whatever it might be. And then you say, okay, Part D plan from this company covers these drugs, but none of the ones I need. And then you go to the next one, you see what they cover. So you can try to find the Part D plan that has the best coverage for you. And you've you've been to the Social Security School. You know, you've learned what they cover, <laughs> what they don't cover, yeah. uh, and what they're yeah. responsible yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. New Hampshire. Um, yeah, and again, you can pick up the Part C and the Part D. Um, and uh, there's a window for that, right, where you can change every year. Yeah, it's open enrollment, yep. um, just like you have with your, your employer-sponsored plan, yep. or if you're on the marketplace. Uh, typically every fall, it's open enrollment, and you can determine what uh, you know what plans uh, you need and if you need to make any changes. You've been listening to the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast, presented by Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite apps. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Davis Wealth Management and guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.